Hello and welcome to another episode of CryptoCast. I am James Burney, a financial services and fintech partner at Gunner Cook. And today I'm delighted to be joined by Daniel Gould, CEO and co-founder of Nodomatics, an institutional staking platform. Hi Daniel, it's great to have you on. Hi James, good to be good to be on. So I, I think we just worth just starting with the basics and if you just please just outline what staking is and, and how staking works. I think many people have may have heard about staking. Uh, there are lots of different ways that uh, you can you can look at it. I'll explain it from two perspectives to, to give you a better better understanding. The first is a practical perspective. And from uh, from that practical perspective, staking is quite simply the safest and most intuitive savings product in crypto. It's as simple as that. From a tech perspective or a technological perspective, only slightly more involved, uh, staking is the act of being of mining, crypto mining in certain networks and therefore um, being an active participant in a, in a crypto network. Now, in terms of how it works, again, from a practical perspective for the end user, it is, or at least it's, it can be extremely simple. Uh, the investor chooses a crypto asset to to hold, uh, to buy and to hold. He then locks that crypto asset or stakes that crypto asset in his or her own account. And that's very important. The, the asset does not move anywhere else. Uh, it stays in the same wallet. He locks it there for a certain period of time, preset period of time, sits back and enjoys a five five to 20% annualized yield earned on his uh, value of the asset paid in coins. And that's the other important part. The yield that I just quoted, five to 20% is paid to the investor in, in coins as opposed, to, as opposed to cash. So you get that nice additional pickup in uh, exposure to that particular token. Now from a from a technical perspective of how staking works under the hood, as I mentioned, the act of staking is where an investor uh, becomes a crypto miner or, or more precisely, he uh, enables a crypto miner in that network to become more powerful, more efficient, and therefore more successful in mining, therefore getting paid and therefore sharing some of that uh, rewards, some of the new coins minted as part of uh, mining with the investor that staked. So that's, that's how it works. And it also just kind of, because, I mean, it's easy to see why we put crypto in it, but it also just been on why do you think that, that staking isn't actually important as an activity in, in, for, in, within the crypto asset ecosystem? Yeah, so again, I mean, there are different ways that you can you can look at it. I, as an as an entrepreneur, if you ask me the question, why is this important? I would go okay, in the smirk and say, look, an industry that didn't exist probably three years ago, four years ago, today is a nine billion dollar a year revenue industry, and according to the J.P. Morgan uh, report just a couple of months back, is slated to be a forty-five billion dollar uh, a year revenue industry just in four years time that that to me feels important as an entrepreneur the second data point 
again, as an entrepreneur is I see the largest, the second largest uh, blockchain network, Ethereum, uh, committing more or less irrevocably to move from uh, the original uh, architecture, proof of work, to proof of stake in the next six to 18 months. Now, there's something happening here and where there is so much change, there is an opportunity and that's, that's why it's important from a business slash entrepreneurial perspective. From an intellectual curiosity and uh, let's say the crypto ecosystem, a proof of stake, which is the underlying architecture that enables staking to happen is, and I, I choose my words carefully here, is probably one of the most important evolutionary changes in the entire blockchain ecosystem. Why? Because you can take uh, Bitcoin as the original uh, blockchain protocol and the original uh, uh, coin as being Gen 1.0, um, based on proof of work uh, consensus mechanism, lots of, lots of details, but essentially you had uh, Bitcoin and you still have Bitcoin that is doing extremely well, but it has significant limitations. Um, Thanks to Mr. Musk, we all now know just how much electricity uh, Bitcoin mining consumes. Um, the figures are essentially more than the whole of uh, Sweden or the whole of Malaysia per year. But also, apart from that headline, the Bitcoin as a, as a protocol is surprisingly slow and surprisingly uh, hard to scale. Because if you think about it, the whole promise of uh, blockchain starting with Bitcoin was about revolutionizing financial industry payments. But in, in traditional payments like MasterCard or other payment processes, you need to be able to process hundreds of thousands of transactions uh, per second. Now, Bitcoin can't get anywhere near, nor can Ethereum. And Ethereum in particular has decided to evolve to move to proof of stake in order to overcome these um, these limitations that Bitcoin illustrated so well and Ethereum is illustrating with its super high gas fees recently, etc. So to, to recap, the proof of stake represents, in, in my view, the next generation of crypto architecture of blockchain technology, which is which has the promise of being much more uh, economical. It uses 99.95% less electricity than Bitcoin, but it also is much more flexible, um, doesn't have the same security concerns as, uh, as Bitcoin, and um, has the promise of much greater usability for use cases that, uh, that are not possible on uh, on, on Bitcoin or Ethereum in today's uh, in today's setup period. That's interesting. I think one other question which would be interesting to ask because we see more and more people from the traditional financial services system and and wealthy individuals who use more traditional financial services are now beginning to take crypto assets incre uh, increasingly seriously. For those from that kind of background, how would you say staking would compare kind of more traditional forms of finance in, in, in the older models? Is it like holding money in the bank with like a deposit or would you see, see it as fundamentally different to, to those sorts of things? 
Yeah, it's a it's a really good question. I mean, what you said at the beginning about more traditional investors coming in. I mean, I've come in myself from a background of uh, investment banking and, and, and structuring. Um, I've I've come into crypto relatively late in the last few years, uh, and I've seen just how quickly this ecosystem both its users, its use cases, uh, the the way that uh, the way that the entire thing works is evolving. And I summarize it in my mind as the institutionalization of crypto. And you're right, which means fundamentally, most importantly, you've got more and more traditional players, uh, traditional investors coming in, allocating parts of their um, overall asset portfolio to uh, crypto. Now, Admittedly, it's still early days. Uh, the asset allocations tend to be relatively, relatively low, but they're growing. And uh, we, you and I talked about this before. The the interesting inflection point is when um, is when these investors start treating crypto not just as a oddity that they can just play around in the corner with, but actually an integral part of their overall. Um, asset allocation strategy. To think comparatively between staking and potentially other financial uh, crypto financial products and, and traditional financial products, the first thing to bear in mind is the an investor coming into crypto has to have a view on the underlying uh, on the underlying asset. So if he or she invests in a specific uh, crypto token, uh, crypto coin, then it's because they've taken they've taken a position, um, they've taken a market position. If that is if they've already made that decision, then staking. I think, as I said earlier, it represents by f it's it's a no-brainer. It, it represents the mostly risk-free. We can talk about mostly um, mostly risk-free way to enhance yield on an asset on a crypto asset that you're already holding. So, and that's why, to me, the clearest uh, uh, analogy to traditional finance is the traditional term deposit or a savings account. Why? Because all you're doing by staking is um, locking up your asset for a period of time. And that period can be anything from, say, a week to a month or even longer, and uh, getting, getting the yield similar to what you would do with a bank. Again, the difference is uh, in, traditional, in traditional finance, locking up your cash for a month is going to yield you exactly zero, or actually negative interest rates. Here, you're getting five to 25%, which is obviously much more, much more attractive. So to recap, I think once, you, once an investor accepts the underlying market risk of crypto, staking is the simplest way to further enhance yield and therefore is best considered as a um, as a savings as a crypto native savings account that, that's very interesting i think one of the other points i just want to hit on was uh, you know as, as more people come into staking do you have any advice who are, to those who are looking to become involved as to kind of do's or do nots when, when, you, when you start going into staking yeah, so look, I I came to staking a while back, and 
and I had no idea about it when I first stumbled on it. Um, and looking looking back, um, I think the first thing I would say is don't be afraid and don't be put off by the unnecessary techno fluff that you will often stumble as you try to figure out what it is and how it works and, and how you actually stake. The, the, the problem, and this is one of the reasons why I, I built Nodomatics, staking is fundamentally a simple intuitive idea and ultimately a very simple product. It should be as simple as, as shopping online. No more complex than that. A few clicks and you're done. Unfortunately, um, most of the user experience on uh, with staking today is unnecessarily complicated. Um, so anybody coming into staking, I would encourage not to um, not to be put off and persevere in trying to get their head around point number one. Point number two, much like with the savings product, you're not going to you're not going to put your money into the first uh, bank that you come across nor should you go and stake with the first uh, company or the first platform that uh, pops up on Google. Shop around, look around. Uh, there's a lot of very variety of user experiences and, and, and general uh, support for the stakers. So see what makes sense for you and, and go with that. And, and keep doing that because things are evolving very, very quickly. Uh, new players are coming in and uh, they're radically changing how staking is done. Again, my goal with Nodomatics is to really make uh, staking a simple, intuitive, and painless process for people that may not know um, how to stake, what what staking involves under the under the hood, nor nor should they. That's interesting. I think one of the, one of the current themes you, you mentioned is this idea of evolution. What do you see as the future of staking? Do you think that that is going to stay as it is, or do you think it's going to continue to evolve and change uh, over time? Oh, well, definitely. I think if there's if there's one constant in crypto, it's the constant of change. Right, everything keeps changing, and much faster than than we expect. Uh, you only need to look at the last eighteen months um, in 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 the crypto in the cryptosphere to see just how much things have evolved. So staking will evolve uh, as well. I mentioned the trend of institutionalization, um, i.e. more and more institutional grade investors coming in uh, into alternative uh, coins, not just Bitcoin and Ethereum. And therefore, they will naturally look at staking as a way to enhance their, their yield on, on the asset that they hold, but they will approach staking not as a interesting tech play that maybe some of the retail investors uh, do, but actually they will look at this as a financial transaction and therefore will look at their counterparty, look at the risks involved and will expect an institutional grade uh, staking platform, institutional grade staking counterparty to be there on the other side speaking the language that they understand and ensuring that they do not take unnecessary risk or risk that they don't understand in the process of staking. So that's a major, uh, that's a major part of the evolution in the near future, dare I say. I think this is, we're less than 
12 months away from you know, the world waking up and realizing that staking is now uh, all around us and uh, they're going to be scrambling to uh, to catch up. Now, the other interesting uh, part of staking evolution is is DeFi. You know, I've managed to speak about crypto for, uh, for over five minutes and not mention DeFi. That that's on purpose because decentralized finance is separate from staking as I'm talking about it. Now, this may sound overly technical, but essentially, proof of stake staking is the next generation crypto mining. DeFi staking is ultimately asset lending or um, or stock lending. The and they're and they're very separate. But for better or worse, the DeFi world has hijacked the word staking and and has uh, has made it very very popular. So when we think about where staking is going to go, it will definitely uh, continue to evolve in the DeFi space, which is very exciting. Uh, I see a lot of opportunity there. But I also don't want to de detract uh, or lose focus from the staking as um, proof of stake mining, which is much safer, much simpler. And uh, that's the product I think will, uh, will become truly big in the coming two years. Thank you. That's been fascinating. I'm afraid that's all we've got time for. If anyone listening would like to reach out to Daniel, his email is daniel.gould at nodematics, N-O-D-A-M-A-T-I-C-S dot com. Daniel, thank you very much for coming on. It's, it's been brilliant. Thanks, James. Always a, always a pleasure to chat. Um, looking forward to more conversations. Thank you for listening to our latest podcast. Gunnar Cook has a market-leading blockchain, crypto assets and DeFi team, providing legal advice across the whole of the blockchain ecosystem. Our members have been heavily involved in helping shape the legal and regulatory framework for blockchain and crypto assets from the start, meaning that we have an intuitive understanding of our clients' needs and can provide focused, pragmatic advice at predictable cost. For more information, please visit our website. Thank you again.